0: Put paste and D-Lay D- D- like cre- creates Imagine this. If only the world operated on three zones, like this somewhat new heart rate training model that we'll be talking about. It's based on easy, moderate, and hard. That's it. Don't overcomplicate things. Simplicity. Learn all about why the three-zone heart rate model might just be better for you than the five-zone heart rate model for your own training on this episode of Trees and D-Lake. Don't master a lot, don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none, just be be a master of some. What is up? Welcome to Trees and D-Lake, a podcast series by Mike Trees and yours truly, Darren D-Lake Creates. In this series, our goal is to educate and entertain smart and committed runners. A bit more on that from Mike Trees.
1: And the aim of this podcast is to give, in a light-hearted, amusing, and entertaining way, hints and tips to help you all run better and enjoy your sporting life
0: more. So let's see how
1: we can go with that.
0: Mike's being pretty modest. He has over 50 years of running and doing triathlons under his belt. And if you're wondering about me, I've been in the endurance sport game for about 25 years now done a sub-three-hour marathon, and completed an Ironman triathlon in 10 hours. We appreciate all the help and support that we can get. So if you can, please share out this episode to someone that you know that would like this. Oh, quick language warning. In some rare instances, we might use some bad words. So apologies in advance for that. The three-zone heart rate training model is quite new to me as of the last year. Mike Trees posted an infographic about it last year on Instagram, and I was definitely intrigued. What you'll learn in this episode the difference between the classic five-zone heart rate model and the three-zone heart rate model, the history of the heart rate model training zones, when to use the three-zone versus when to not use it, my own experience with this model versus perceived effort versus pace, and much more. Let's get into it. Warm-up complete. So, using the three-zone training model... Mr. Mike Trees, a.k.a. Run.Energy. I love that it's Run.Energy. I just love that. (laughs) Uh, I always have to put a.k.a. because people know you by both. They're like, I love Mike Trees. I love Run.Energy. So maybe uh, start out by defining it and and maybe put it against the traditional five-zone system.
1: Well, it's just something that's come to the forefront more recently. And uh, the five-zone model was really developed by polar heart rate monitors back in the uh, the 90s. And it, it simply said that they they wanted a way so people could understand the heart rate training a bit more and it, it's very simple in sense that uh, the traditional the very first model was 50 to 60% is zone 1 60 to 70% of your maximum heart rate is zone 2 70 to 80% is zone 3 80 to 90 is zone 4 and above 90% of maximum heart rate is zone 5 uh, and they came up with these different zones uh, and then found that Roughly, you know, zones one and two afterwards with a bit of research became the aerobic zones. Zone three was that sort of anaerobic threshold zone or eighty, as people call it. Uh, and zone fours and five is the anaerobic or the, the red area uh, where you're using more oxygen than you're actually able to create. Uh, and then uh, Stephen Sealer, who's a great uh, sports scientist, originally from America, now in Norway, he said, hey, guys, you know, it, it's far too complex. Most people out there don't need five zones. And, and even some models have seven zones these days. He said, let's simplify it and have zone one, two, and three. So he said, look, 50 to 60% easy aerobic, 60 to 70%, a little bit harder aerobic. Let's just call it aerobic training. So zone one and two of the old model became zone one of the new model. And then that uh, zone three area, the anaerobic threshold, he said, yep, that's pretty good. Let's keep that. So that's zone two of the new model, and it's zone three of the old model. And then the uh, anaerobic work where you're working in oxygen debt, which was a traditionally zone four and five, that's now become zone three. Uh, and that's it. So uh, 50 to 70% is zone one. Uh, 70 to 80% is zone two and 80 and above is zone three. And really, I would say for most people, that's all you really need to know. Keep it simple.
0: All right, so I guess you've you pretty much answered. So this is based on heart rate. Is This, this is not perceived effort or pace, correct?
1: No, so these the zones are always based on heart rate. So okay. if you do something based on pace and effort, We use what's called the Borg scale of perceived exertion, which traditionally is, it's used in hospitals, it's still a very valid scientific tool, researchers use it a lot, I use it a lot, Uh, and that's traditionally based on a score of one to 20. So one to 20 is, you know, uh, balls out, max, you're absolutely pushing yourself to the limit, uh, and uh, a perceived effort of one, you're probably lying in bed thinking, yeah, this is an easy day, and, and everything in between. So for me, for example, I've simplified it from uh, a scale of one to 20 to one to 10. It just makes it easier. So an easy run might sit at a perceived effort of three out of 10. So I'm running along, and I think, mm, uh, is this hard? No, it's quite easy on a scale of one to 10. with 10 being the hardest? I'd say this is about three out of 10. So then I think, yeah, it's an easy run. Uh, A marathon race pace might start off at about a 5 out of 10. Uh, And as the race goes on, it gets harder and harder. And so you're crossing the finish line somewhere probably like 10 out of 10 because it just everything hurts. It's so painful. Uh, But that's the perceived scale. And it's separate from heart rate training. Just to clarify, it can be used in conjunction with heart rate training because uh, although heart rate gives you what your heart is doing, often it's it's good to have a a perceived effort. What do you feel like when you're training as well?
0: Yeah, I, I actually, funny enough, I'm on the... Um, I really like the, the five-zone model for, for perceived effort, I'm personally, where I'm just like, you know, I'm like, what does this feel like? And I'm like, oh, it's a three out of five, just because the 10 scale, it always gets murky. It's like, what's a four? What's a five? And, you know, like it's, it's kind of like, oh, it's a 4.5, and now it's basically you do points, and now it's a 20-point scale once you start doing
1: it. It came the other way around. Traditionally, it was 20. That was the, the Borg scale was developed. It's come down from 20 to 10. But, yeah, I mean, if you're doing, uh, for example... A, uh, a 4 out of 10, you know, that's probably, you know, uh, you know if you're doing yours, it's like, a, you know, it's, uh, it, it gets more complicated. Uh, a 5 out of 10 in yours, where would that fit? Two and a half?
0: <laughs> yeah, I half guess, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I can't split it. I'm always like, it's either two or three. But I mean, it's just like a personal thing where I'm like, yeah, I whatever wor- the here. thing is. Yeah.
1: Agreed. It, whatever works for you.
0: All right. So we just touched on, uh, you know, you saying most people should probably use perceived effort and probably pace as pace is more objective, mm. um, especially when you know, you're know you on a flat course or you know the course uh, when should you use the three zone model and when should you not use it so let's, let's step away from perceived effort and pace, let's throw those away, we're just focusing on heart rate for whatever reason, you know, your coach says you have to do this heart rate, your doctor says you have to do this heart rate, when should you use it and then when should you just say, I'm not going to use it
1: So training really should be a perceived effort. All the top athletes in the world know roughly how hard they're working, what they can do. When I started running, there was no heart rate monitors. There was nothing. We had to go on perceived effort. But the the three-zone model is based around heart rate training. Uh, And so until you get to understand your body, maybe these three zones, you know, you you work out what your maximum heart rate is uh, and then get a percentage figure. That maybe these will get you to teach you what that feeling's like. So you can use the, the heart rates initially and be going along up to 70% of maximum heart rate and get a feeling. What does that feel like? Does it feel easy? Does it feel hard? What, what's my body doing? And learn that feeling. When you're in that threshold zone of uh, 70 to 80% running of, of your maximum heart rate, you can look at the heart rate monitoring, right? I'm at threshold. What's this feel like? And try and learn how the body feels to correlate with the different zones. But uh, all we're trying to do is saying it it gets complicated to say, you know, oh, I'm going for an easy run zone one today. Oh, I'm going for an easy run zone two. The body's just not that clever to differentiate between them. It doesn't matter if it's zone one or two. Just get out there and run aerobically. And so long as you have a rough idea of what that feels and you know that you're aerobic, you can breathe easily. You could breathe through your nose if you want. But the overriding factor is it feels easy. Then you're in zone one. (laughs) uh if you're in zone three i'm in zone two with the new model it's like is it just a nagging sort of pain is it just wow i'm I'm not enjoying this but i can keep going i could probably keep doing this for half an hour to an hour oh but it's not nice uh but i can do it that's it's probably you know very simple i'm breathing a little heavier i can feel, hear myself breathing i can still think okay that's you know zone two uh, and then if you're running uh, and you really can't keep it going for more than, you know, a lap, two laps of the track, you know, you're all out, your breathing's through the roof and I give you mental arithmetic, there's no way you can do it. Your, your brain's gone, your, your brain dead, you've got brain fog, whatever you want to call it. You you know you're working hard, that's that's zone three. So I'm just trying to separate it out. Uh, and as people get better, they might get into the science a lot more and want to break it down into five zones. But definitely for getting people getting started, the three-zone is is a great place to start
0: you've posted this a few times and I think the graph alone doesn't uh, doesn't the graph alone I love the graph but I think us talking about it does this more justice because it's it's liberating it's it's easier it's a bit more freedom you know again versus that five zone model and um, you know to, to wrap up everything you said this was based on polar coming coming out with it all and then Steven sealer said hey Let's go to the three zone model. It's much better for amateur athletes. And I'm sure there's pros that use the three zone model just to make the, you know, the, the brain power and the, uh, the, the mental energy just less. It's just easier to, to go, hey, I'm going to do this. It's going to be zone two, um, which most likely correlates. I feel like when you go to the three zone model, zone two correlates with that gray zone. Is that correct?
1: Uh, so, so zone, the gray zone really zone three is it. gro- zone two of the new model. Yeah. It's zone threshold. two. Yeah. You yeah. Want to keep it. yeah. It's the new model, but really it's, it's interesting because when I go for a run, I don't think in terms of zones at all. I just think easy run and just go and run easy mm-hmm. threshold run. I go and run at a tempo. So sort the of threshold pace. hard run. I go hard. And then afterwards I might look at the heart rate data just cause I'm a, a scientist, uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> work out what it was, but I, I do it all off feel. Uh, and then afterwards you know see what it correlates
0: to when i get back run to feel yeah yeah the the more i run the more i you know the, the the i'm i'm into well into 20 25 years of properly doing distance endurance running the more i do also run to feel and i i know i'm like i i know my heart rate's 1 140 ish and then i look down and it's 140 and you know i know when my heart rate's 150 and i i can i can really tell now all these things so when you should use it it depends on a lot of things. Like you said, amateurs might want to use it more um, when you should not use it, probably if you get more experienced and you become more in tune with everything and you want to use more, more of your effort, perceived effort and pace to get more specific times. Um, anything else you want to add to it, Mike?
1: Yeah, let me just give you one little analogy to to finish I've just thought of. So when you're driving the car in the 30 mile an hour zone or the 50 k's an hour zone in the city, you're not sitting there looking at the the miles an hour or the speed constantly, because that's dangerous, because you've got to watch the road. You've got a rough feeling that, uh, yeah, this is about 30 miles an hour, I roughly know what speed I should be doing. And once in a while you'll glance down and think, yep, 28, I'm there or thereabouts. So it's the same with heart rate training put the heart rate monitor on if you want just get out there and run and once in a while just check it just check in with yourself to see ah, oh, i am where i should be but don't stand there or don't run while you don't run there don't, don't be there while you're running and constantly looking down at the heart rate and say oh got to go slow down a bit speed up a little bit it takes a while to adjust just imagine you're in the car you roughly know what speed you should be driving and you just check at that speedometer once in a while to keep it under control so same with running
0: I love that there's so many car analogies for, uh, for endurance <laughs> sports, and especially for running. We, we can keep going down the list, and I'm sure we'll have a whole lot more as we continue and you listen to this podcast. Excellent. Let's go. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Darren So. A.K.A. d Lake. Tips and tactics. You could train like a pro. It's cast to help you and faster than you could go All the yards you could beat, your course records, that comes in your upcoming season Right? Don't you agree? Endurance sport's a metaphor for life That's that metaphor, baby Eating clean so you can rest (laughs) and sleep all night Don't master a lot, don't master a little, just stay in the middle Don't master all, don't master none, just just be a master of some Is the health and fitness internet too much sometimes? too many conflicting articles and videos that confuse you on how to train and eat right or you don't have time to just read and watch everything about i don't know the new trends on carb cycling for trail running don't worry we'll take care of all that for you sign up for our free email newsletter three thing thursday One, two three we'll put three perfectly curated and created things in your inbox for better living and training Go to DLateCreates.com slash TTT. We do the hard time consuming work and scour the health and fitness internet's deepest and darkest corners. This is so that every Thursday you have a piping hot new email with the latest and coolest tips, tricks, tools, tactics, and skills. All so that you can train and live consistently to do dope shit in your next endurance event. If you sign up now, you can receive my quick guide on how to get healthy, stay fit, and use data to create habits that last a lifetime. That's DLakeCreates.com slash TTT to be inspired and motivated on the regular. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow d Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode, or hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk, T-A-L-K, at dlakecreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram. You can hit up Mike Trees at the letters run.nrg.com. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at dlakecreates.com or just wherever you can find us is fine. If you need any transcripts, you're into podcasting, or let's say you just are big into accessibility, please use the company that we use, SpeechDocs. You can check them out at speechdocs.com. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace.